0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. Language warning. This podcast contains strong language.
1: Hello, my name's Lewis Hobber. My name's Michael Hing. Welcome to the podcast. Hingers, this is a podcast where each week you and I, two people who are almost perfect people, eh, almost perfect in every way, mentally Eh. and physically, uh, ask a guest on to, I guess, um, just get us through that last little... That, over that last hump, through that last hurdle, to make us truly perfect.
0: We are asking for their advice on how to solve our problems with one easy solution. We're after their
1: silver bullet. Hingers, I'm excited about our guest this week. Uh, a national treasure.
0: Yes, you might know them um, from RuPaul's Drag Race or from their very successful career as one of Australia's most beloved performers. It is Courtney Act, a.k.a. Shane Jenick.
2: Hi, How are you? good. I didn't realise there'd be a filmed portion. I came straight from the gym, <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. We've
1: given it all away. Yeah, um, you still look radiant. If mm-hmm. that's any Thank consolation. You. Thank what you. What were you doing at the gym? Are you doing cardio? Doing weights?
0: What's your? Uh... That's
2: a bit personal. This... Um, Sorry. No, <laughs> I was doing. I was working my back today, which is funny because for the longest time, when I would go to the gym. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. And then when I started <laughs> about five years ago, I just, just do tits and ass because I kind of thought, like, big bum, big sure. chest, like that sure. works in drag and out of drag. Oh, sure. okay. But then okay. I realised that it's kind of unhealthy to just focus on one thing and I got, like, an injury. And so oh, then, right. then I kind of, like, got into it. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> and I'm like, I get what being a man's all about. <laughs> like, Muscles, lifting heavy shit, picking it up, putting it down. So now I'm like addicted wow wonderful yeah in a healthy way i'm so glad you
1: didn't pick going to the gym as your silver bullet though no Uh, because (laughs) you'd have to do it i'd have to do it (laughs) um it is i i when i was young at some point i was like oh i'll go to the gym and get jacked Mm. and had that exact experience where i was like oh no this is just the size of my body and no amount of work will change that yeah so Mm. i just never went again
2: yeah it's it's really hard, but uh, as you know, a person living in their later life, I realized that it was important for my muscle and bone density to start going to the gym. I'm forty I'm forty one. I just wish that I'd started going to the gym in my twenties. And I wish that I'd started a YouTube in my twenties because <laughs> be a billionaire. I'd be a billionaire. And I wish I'd invested in crypto when it was at seven thousand dollars. Oh look, there's so many regrets, but <sighs> Well, look, we're not talking about regrets. Today. No. It's the opposite of that. It's yes. the opposite solution. Yes. Um so um Shane, what yes. is your silver bullet? My silver bullet, now try to, try to go with me. Because uh-huh. I hmm. when I say this, it might elicit a certain response for some listeners, for some viewers. The sound of eyeballs rolling like slot machines comes to my mind <laughs> sure. when I think of the subject. Our irony oh. poison listeners. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need you guys, I'm a cynic as well. So just Give me the benefit of the doubt for a few moments. The cynical drag queen? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh my silver bullet is a gratitude journal. Mm. Which, uh, it's not your pseudoscience, psychobabble, sort of woo-woo, law of attraction, Louise L. Hay sort of gratitude journal. Uh It's a psychological principles gratitude journal. Okay, so So it's not
0: the secret. It's not the secret. You're not trying to Uh, manifest. Which turns out is a lie.
2: (laughs) Um, For people who've never had any experience with a gratitude journal, what is a gratitude journal? So it sounds tweet, but basically I have a book by my bed and there's a pen in the book, and it's a book that you can write in. Mm-hmm. And each night before I go to bed, don't just write in a novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, it's, uh, a, TV a book week. by Dan Brown. <laughs> yeah. I underline my favorite passages. <laughs> so and I'm I think about for. how grateful I am yeah. for the Da Vinci Code. Um, I, it's a it's a book, it's a notebook that I keep by my bed, and each night I write down five things that I'm grateful for from that day. Okay. And sometimes it might be like, a delicious meal, it might be for something a bit more grand or wonderful that's happened. It could be for the smallest thing or the biggest thing or the middlest thing and it's just about trying to shift your focus onto things that you're grateful for because the world that we live in I feel is somewhat constructed to not have us focus on the things we're grateful for and so uh, sometimes it's very easy to sort of go down a path of seeing what's wrong and noticing what's wrong in your life and a gratitude journal is a little little pause button each evening before you go to bed and you just write down five things that you're grateful for and at first you're like oh i had nothing to be grateful for (laughs) on this day and then you're like okay fine um thank you for that chocolate brownie that I ate. It was really good. Or thank you that simple things. And then I find I've like written 15 things and I'm like, oh, there's actually lots of things to be grateful for today. So can I ask um, two questions? Number one,
0: how long have you been doing this for? And number two, do you have any rules about what you're allowed to be grateful for or any um, helpful ways to frame that?
2: Right. I got into the pseudoscience psychobabble Uh um, (laughs) world, yeah, it was actually, it started after Australian Idol, which was 20 years ago, 2003. And I remember, um, like being a bit confused about everything that was going on and, Feeling vulnerable, looking for answers. Went to the bookstore, the Darlinghurst bookshop. Hello. And I just remember. I can't tell if you're calling them
1: out or thanking them. <laughs> no, thank them. Yeah. I'm
2: thanking them, however. Yeah. You, you I... sold me a cult. <laughs> yeah. No, really. Because I remember Madonna had been talking about like the Kabbalah and I oh, loved yeah. Madonna. Oh, yes. Wow.
0: What yeah. a time. Yeah. They were out they were out the early 2000s. Oh, yeah.
2: And I was like, if Madonna says it's good, then it must be good. Sure. Because so she was the queen at the time and the current reigning, apart from the one that just died. And <laughs> she talked about Kabbalah and I went to the bookshop and I, like, searched through and I found a book on, on well, I don't know.
0: So you're looking for books on mystical Judaism?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Not because, knowing because what that Madonna was. Because Madonna said so. This is, I understand <laughs> how pathetic this Christ all sounds. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> But it was Australian Idol. We yes, we're exactly. We we're, yeah. were all waiting for Mark Holton to give us a
2: touch. Yeah. I was, like, having, on, I, was a, I was having a meteoric rise to fame and I needed to join a cult. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Scientology
2: wasn't big here. Exactly. And actually, I had this book and I was sitting in the dressing room reading it and I remember Marsha Hines, like, walked past the dressing room. <laughs> incredible story. And was yes. like. Hey, girlfriend. Um, and I asked her about this book because Marsha is one of those people who has like this stillness and this calmness to her where you think, Marsha Hines knows something. Interesting. That nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> she has a silver She just somewhere. has this like, like this poise and this reservation in a positive way where you're like, you 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 know the secret, not that secret, not the lie secret, but she's she knows something. Okay. Do you think okay. it's
1: like I whenever I meet people like that, I'm like, Oh, you don't care if I like you. Yeah. And I I, I think I speak for both of us <laughs> Potentially you We all care desperately Yeah, desperately. <laughs> We want people to like yeah.
2: us so much Especially in entertainment It's uh, a yes. very rare quality To find someone Who's not desperate For everyone to I like mean, them Yeah And Marsha Hines is that woman And uh, so I asked her About this Kabbalah book Which I'm still not even sure Was about like Jewish mysticism Right okay. Well, yeah, it, it
1: was in another the language you were Yeah
2: right. It was in ancient Hebrew <laughs> yeah. um, I had to get a translator book Google Translate didn't exist yet But it was sort of talked about like archangels and I don't know I, Again, I never right. bothered to find out what okay. Kabbalah actually was yeah. Uh But Marsha was like, you know, girlfriend I don't know if this is quite what you're looking for uh, oh. Let me bring a book from home And so she bought me a book um from home Which uh, I appreciate that book and I did enjoy that book But ultimately I have sort of departed from sure. that um I've said pseudoscience psychobabble too many times already. Yeah, but a book from Marsha Hines was the start of your My journey. journey. Well, <laughs> I, actually, I feel like... Sorry. I, sorry. Oh, sorry, the Madonna, sorry. Sorry. The Madonna. The Madonna. Madonna School, Madonna's come.
0: Mm-hmm. But then wow. tracing
2: it further back, I remember in the 80s and 90s, my mom loved like Shakti Gwain or like even Susan Powder. Do you remember her? No. She was the woman who had like the bleach blonde hair and she was like, you can do it. She was oh, like this oh, exercise right. guru. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, they weren't religious folks. I never went to church or anything like that, but I definitely had that idea of like self help positivity, which I think can be very helpful to a point. Um, Because it's good and bad. Like the idea of
1: helping yourself as an umbrella, great. Yeah. There are lots of people who will offer to help you help yourself who are charlatans and snake owners. Yeah,
2: I'd say almost all of them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I think that's the issue is that quite often vulnerable people are looking for answers and they listen to what madonna says and they yeah, buy a book right. from the darling house bookshop on jewish mysticism mm. but may not actually have been the right book anyway <laughs> And then Marsha Hines comes to the rescue and directs you in another path. But yeah. ultimately <laughs> Such some <an> unrelatable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know when Marsha Hines gives you a book. You know? uh... But then from there I sort of started looking into that world of books and read a bunch of books. And what I will say is that out of all of the self-help books that I read, mm-hmm. which was all of them. Okay the one thing that I took away from all of those things was this idea of a gratitude journal. Mm. And so I guess I started keeping it somewhere in there. And I just found when things were really like up and down, um, it was something that grounded me each night before I went to bed. And then perhaps in some way paid it forward throughout my sleep time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I feel like thinking about things you're grateful for um, it sort of helps to point your thinking in a more positive direction rather than a pessimistic direction. Mm-hmm. I think back then I was probably an optimist. Now I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never I've never been a pessimist, a, occasionally a, a cynic or a sceptic, but not a pessimist.
0: So the reason I wanted to know about whether or not there were any rules to writing things down is that Lewis and I have been keeping gratitude journals yeah. for the last two weeks. I've done a bit in my past as well on the advice of my therapist. And, um, <laughs> See,
2: psychological, yeah, yeah. Uh, healthcare and professional.
0: It sounded like you were, your lawyer was out there <laughs> on the advice you of my know. lawyer. <laughs> I am keeping this gratitude and journal. And I have struggled with it before, hmm. I, and I want to know if I'm doing it wrong. Right. Because... Sh- sh- shut up. How do you Because I have found... The longest I've ever done it is probably about six months. Okay. So maybe uh, there's still like a, a thing I have to push through. But I find that sometimes when I sit down to write what I'm grateful for for the day, I feel like a fraud sometimes. Mm. This is real talk. Because mm. I, I go to write down what I'm grateful for and if I've had a particularly frustrating day or something, I find myself trying to reframe the day's frustrations ah. as opportunities for learning or uh, sure. as... Um, you know, or as or as overcoming adversity and therefore some sort of character building exercise. God. That it. kind of thing. And I find and I and I look at that and I read it back and I'm like, you don't actually believe that. You're not grateful that you were that this hardship befell you or whatever. You know. And so I but when you were but the way you were describing it, you were talking about like finding the smallest things to be grateful for, like a brownie, I think was yeah. the example you gave. Mm. And I feel now, having done it for six months and now two weeks.
2: I feel like maybe I was doing it wrong. (laughs) Well, I think you touch on something really important about that whole self-help genre, right? I mean, things like The Secret or The Law of Attraction, I think one of the – well, the biggest problem with those are is I believe that they are fundamentally untrue. But Mm. I think that they um, play on some psychological principles like confirmation bias where you – Start to look for the things you're wanting and therefore you start to see more of those things. That is a, a human characteristic. So if you're looking for negative things, you're going to see more negative things. If you're looking for positive things, you're going to start seeing more positive things. And the the I think the issue with that is that sometimes people sort of try to reframe, which can feel disingenuous. Mm. Uh, and what you actually, I, I think the most important thing is finding that sort of authentic connection between how you feel and what you're doing. So if you're doing something that's gratitude but you don't believe it, mm. then I think you're actually reinforcing the sort of negative gap Interesting. In, in your in your mental framework. Lewis, any comments on that?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that you've been real, and so I'm doing my best to um, honour that. Um, but this doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think I... I imagine that you and I would have similar problems with it and probably similar problems to what you had mm. at the beginning, which is particularly if you're, what your work is, is entertainment and particularly being funny, mm. earnestness is like a curse. Mm. Um, and a, and mm. it is a... I have never been good at it. The only times <laughs> I can be earnest... The, like the, There have been a couple of times in my life where I've managed to be earnest, and it is when, it, when we're filming a sketch, we're being earnest is, at the end, funny. You know what right. I mean? The earnestness is the joke. Yeah. Know? That's right. The, the earnestness context. is the joke. Yeah. It is so hard for me to be genuine. Like, not in my, like, <laughs> my like, partner or it's whatever. It's so hard
2: for me to be genuine, I think, is what you were- <laughs> Honestly,
1: like, I, I'm not good at particularly, like, I also think comedically you tend to look for, like, you know, chinks in armour or mm, you're, lo- yeah. you're always looking for the thing that, isn't the normal thing. You're looking for a point of difference. You're observing something that someone hasn't seen. And often that can skew, not necessarily negative, but like, I don't know, a lot of comedy is kind of just like complaining in a funny way. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think it can be quite hard to completely train your brain to look the other way. And I've realised it made me nervous. Like I I could feel myself going like, oh, this is the beginning of the... Like this is... There's nothing funny about this, and this will be like the end of. Is this you the sort of, of
2: the cord? comedian? The fear of the comedian is that your comedy comes from your hardship and the cynical mind, and if you're if you happy, the hardship and that yeah, then you won't be funny anymore. Yeah, and then you'll be like, sad. There's
0: an, yes. there's an element Honestly. of that, certainly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but- I'm actually I actually become earnest far too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I can get like so earnest with. The most unearnest topics, or in the most unearnest situations.
0: Well, in the spirit of us leading into our toxic traits, um, here is a punched-up version of my gratitude journal. No,
1: i <laughs> <laughs> some, some tags. Of no, so because
0: what I found myself. So I kept it for two weeks, right? Every night before I went to bed, mm-hmm. would write down. or I probably didn't. I probably missed a couple of nights here and there, but basically every night I would write down in my Notes app. Um, you know, I would try to get to five. Usually I would get to three okay. things I was grateful for, and there were some. Broad themes I found that were just like, frankly, pretty boring. Family, my partner, grateful for you know having a roof over my head. That kind of like mm. pretty general, broad, broad, general, broad stuff that I felt um, I would often write and then would feel like it wasn't helpful because it wasn't specific. Mm. So the, I tried to get more specific because I thought that would be good. Um, here are some. Here are some of the ones that I. Um, there's a couple in here that I want you guys to maybe rate and just let me know if you Great. think if this is okay or toxic. Fantastic.
1: I also, because I, I was doing a bit of Googling on like the how to gratitude journal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, the most important thing is you don't share this
0: with anyone. Uh. I, I am <laughs>
1: thinking to myself, I'm like, well, <laughs> you're fucked
0: <it." laughs> Yeah. To be clear though, I didn't write this with that in mind. I was just I, I, This was an earnest attempt. So yeah. what do you think of this one? Um, I went to see a show tonight. It was pretty bad. And I'm grateful that it exists to make other art look good.
2: (laughs) What do we think about that? Do you need to ask whether that's toxic? Yeah. But, okay, here's the thing. I think the idea of, like, you talked about, like, reframing. Or if that's something that genuinely did make you feel good, I mean, that feels, it does actually feel valid in a weird way. Here is the... reason that it if i I
0: can dig down into why it made me feel good i um i think like a lot of performers you feel a lot of insecurity about not being good enough Mm. Mm. and then occasionally you go and see something that's just dog shit Mm. and the people who are putting on haven't put any effort in or they've completely misinterpreted the subject matter or whatever the thing Mm. is objectively this thing is bad They, Mm. they you know and sometimes i watch something like that and i it makes me realise that just by turning up and putting effort in, you're not the worst.
2: You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And There's a comfort in seeing other people not fail because of, like, a happiness at the of course. the failure of others, of but more like I've definitely had things that I've done where I'm like, oh, I tried really hard on that and it didn't go very well. And then you see other people and you're like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well,
0: yeah. yeah. For me specifically, this was... Um, I'd paid money for this thing. Gosh, I don't want to say what it was. I'd paid my, it was a comedy thing. Yeah. I'd paid money for it. And I this person was a big famous person and I was really excited to see it. And then it was just bad on a number of levels. Mm. And I was like, oh. I'd gone in feeling insecure and then I watched it and was like, oh actually, I'm fine. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can all do better. But, like, basically, this person's rich and famous and doing very well and, and they're awful. Yeah. And, you know, that was kind of what I was... I've yeah. I've, se- I've seen people say that as a,
1: like, solution for imposter syndrome, that you should just go out and see heaps of stuff. Because, like, <laughs> honestly, like, if you see enough stuff, eventually you get a pretty good vision that most people... Uh, not that most people suck, but everyone's up and down and mm. everyone has good nights and bad nights and people fail and then get good. And it's not like, you know, I think you do get particularly in entertainment if you're watching just like the finished product of like TV or films, or whatever mm. you are like. Oh, that's, that's, that's incredible. I'll never is. be able to. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, no, that's not what most things are. Mm. Now, not
2: to be a surrogate for your therapist, but no. <laughs> do you feel that any of that, uh, observation or feeling that you had was in any way, uh, Related to how harshly you would judge your own work, or projecting great how you feel question. about your own work onto that. This artist. interview is over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a great, great. Of question. course, yeah. Of course, this is all linked, and I and I think that was an interesting thing that I found about this, which is that keeping a gratitude journal really highlights your own anxieties mm-hmm. and the, uh, the lens through which you view the world. Um, and so I, I, recurring themes in mind were things like being grateful for financial security because there have been not many but occasional times in my life when I've been broke, mm. and that has been really uh, a huge driver of anxiety. And so um, – and 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 so what, reading back it, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm just constantly grateful that I have a job and a roof over my head. I'm like, that's clearly a big fear in my head. Um, at one point, I was really grateful that I got some medical test results back, and they mm-hmm. were like pretty regular. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, within the context of you know my life, and um, <laughs> and I'm very I, high in plutonium. That was like three days of gratitude <laughs> off the back of those. Still grateful for these test results three days later, and I was like, oh, clearly I have some anxiety around. Health oh, and well being. Do you
1: think, Michael? Apparently, you, you know. So you, there, there both was, of
0: Michael Hing's parents are doctors, and it has given him a lifetime of medical. Who, <laughs> who needs WebMD? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a, a, a lot of that, and then like to the point where one of the things I was grateful for was um, that I, the the chemist was closed, but I was able to get the specific kind of medicated mouthwash I needed from uh, the from from a supermarket that was selling it. I think by accident. And I was really grateful that I was able to get it. And I feel like you you really learned how to gratitude. By the end of it, I was better at it. But at yeah. the start, I, um, but can I tell you one last thing about gratitude journaling? And this is a mistake I fell into the very first time I did it. My therapist told me to do it. This is a couple of years ago. Told me to have a real good stab at it. I did it for about six months on and off. And um, she said to me, you're a very direct person. So she was like, I want you to have a very direct title. Because I'd never done it before. So she told me to title it, Reasons to Keep on Living right because at the time some stuff was going on yes. and i remember again probably toxic i was going i was writing a stand-up show and i went back through my notes thinking there'll be some funny stuff in the gratitude journal to pull out and the very first thing i'd written under reasons to keep on living was i don't want my therapist to feel like a failure
2: oh <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> do you think they would notify your therapist if you'd <laughs> If you do I mean, like,
0: they, they, they they should They, 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 I they she, She's well, a invested And
1: they're like, yeah. oh, well, more for Dr Smith um, <laughs>
0: yeah. she, um, But Lewis, how did you find your two weeks of gratitude journal?
1: <clears throat> well, this is um, another sort of recurring theme in this show and our lives Is there are sometimes things that have happened in my childhood Because I have very, um, I guess, you would call them hippie parents Raised by yeah. hippies uh, Similar sorry. My dad's
2: yeah. a naturopath, my mum's a beauty therapist
1: Wow, oh, okay Right, so... Kindred spirits. Yes, maybe you and I have something in common here. Because I grew up in, like, a... Like, my parents were big into gratitude. We would have to, like... I remember at Christmas, we would have to all, like, hold
2: hands and say the thing we were (laughs) grateful for that year. Wow. Which is something Christians do universally as well before each meal. I know, but, like,
1: we don't... We're just we a very anti-religious family. Mm. Like, I would say, not just... No religion, but but big on spirituality or... Yes, like, I... I just had this thing about like gratitude where I have always I've I reacted against a lot of things that were probably very healthy for me, mm. like, you know, meditation and mm. yoga and mm. all of that. I was like, fuck you. I'm not <laughs> doing any of that. Cowboy Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Um so I found doing gratitude really, really difficult. Um and really didn't enjoy it. But I I did feel like even in at the start I was I was like, should I buy a journal and do the writing? And I'm like I'm not going to do that. Although I did see you could buy one at Kmart for $5. Oh, a gratitude <laughs> journal. And it's a diary, and you yeah. write down. Yeah, and it not, says, okay. um, oh my God, I wrote it down. It says, just for me, a little self care on the cover. Okay. it would make, make you want to vomit, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did sort of think that so often with these things that are good ideas, There will eventually come a time where terrible people all jump on board, this good idea, and then it will make you hate it Yes, Um,
2: I think all of the things you just described are examples of that, like Mm. religion, (laughs) um, yoga, meditation All of these things are things that have been like co-opted Like kind of Mm. mostly nice ideas or fundamentals that have been co-opted by someone who's trying to make money off them Yeah, And there's often good sound principles, but these sort of gurus and self-help people have co-opted that and then sort of, like, muddied the waters, mm-hmm. which then makes it hard for you to even get on board at all.
1: I was at the start, but, you know, it was very kind of similar. I was like, oh, because I've got a five-month-old child, mm-hmm. a daughter at the moment, and which is, like, filling me with joy. A daughter at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. <so> uh, progressive. <laughs> 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 uh, and I... It, it's filling me with joy all the time. Yeah, Love it. Um, and so it's
2: easy to be her. grateful
1: for it. You know, like. It. Oh, you sorry. Just it. That's I meant... something
2: I do. Maybe our kindred spirit. I'm always like, oh, what's its favourite? And i like, she, her, what's her favourite thing? I'm like, sorry.
1: Yes. I mean love it being a father in general. The experience but, right. of being okay. a father. Yes. Yep. But also love it, my child. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, like I get home and I'm grateful, you know, but. It, it, it's fleeting. Like you feel it, and then you're like, it's busy. You know? Yeah, there's a lot to do. So you do kind of the peak of gratefulness sometimes descends into a trough of busyness pretty quickly. Yeah. So I did find that over like I did it for like a week, mm-hmm. and I did find that even towards at the start. I would find myself getting home from, like, a shitty day and being like, oh, can't wait to journal today. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, work was fucking annoying. And, like, it was just... <laughs> my co-host was You're annoying. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> He's always obsessed with being sick. <laughs> um, uh, but then I then I found, over, even over a week, I went from being quite general. Like, I like being... I like having a child, <laughs> you know, which is even... Even that's quite good. But by the end, it was so specific and I, was, I found myself writing down, and this is like, I, I'm going to do my best to be earnest here, and okay. I apologize. Mm-hmm. So, boom! Breathe, nice through, it, breathe <laughs> through it, <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Thank you. This is my worst fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: there was a moment yesterday where my, um, Olive, my daughter, has just started deciding that when she wants to go to sleep, a thing that really helps her go to sleep is if you kiss her fingers. And it is delightful. Like, if you're holding her... And she is like grizzling around and you go and kiss her fingers. Aww. She like nuzzles in and goes to sleep. And doing it made me so happy. And watching my girlfriend do it made me so happy. And I wrote it down and I was like, I would have forgotten that. Like, mm. I think there would come a time in like a year or a week. Because she just changes all the time. She won't mm. want that in a week. And I will forget that. But thinking of being able to like write that down, I mm. was like, I'm so glad I will remember that. Mm. But I did also feel a bit like, because uh, it felt like it was a, a, a diary of revisionist history, mm. a little bit. Like, I felt like it was a bit like Lewis propaganda, mm. like a North Korean version of my own life. Like, yeah. I was just writing down the good bits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, there was a part of me that found that difficult. Um, but I reckon if I kept doing it, like, because I was also telling my girlfriend about it a lot. And so she would, she knows that I'm terrible at this. So she would sometimes offer like suggestions. suggestions. Yeah. She'd be like, this is pretty good, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, this is good. We're having a nice walk. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> well,
2: firstly, I would like to acknowledge you being vulnerable and being earnest with us. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, very good, Lewis. Very <laughs> well done. You. Very well done. I feel the deliberate action of writing it down, because some people just like go, oh, yeah, I can just think about five things I was yeah. grateful for. But I, I I don't know what the science is, if there is any, about the actual practice of writing something in a book. But for me, it sort of really... Uh, creates a stronger sort of connection to that grateful thing. I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's like it's
0: like when you are trying to memorize a chemical formula, you have to write it out when you're studying.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, just, like, just that. like that. You know? you should do um, what? What was your coupon? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You should do coupon for emotions. <laughs> for emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, speaking for speaking as part of the Asian Australian comedian, I don't think it'd sell well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it would be helpful, but no one would do it. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah, I I think look, I I um even just talking about it has made me sweat a bit. Like I find I of find course. it it's I very find vulnerable. It, I, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like
2: do, do you in the not liking of it think, uh that actually could be good to do this and why is it that I don't like it and what's more important? 100 yeah, percent It was
1: very yeah. clear that it was I could see very quickly and very clearly that over time this would help me be happier (laughs) like i was like quite quite quickly i was like oh because i skew negative like i am a i'm not a i can be like it takes me quite a bit of work in the morning to get from like quite a negative person to a mid person yeah like and then I, I was like, I'd never really even considered getting above that. Yeah. Like, I was like, this this is we good could f- for me. <laughs> we can we aim for the stars here. Well, Yeah, that's right. I'm like, aim for the stars. You can fall in a cloud, baby. <laughs> this
2: is where I'm at now. So It also sounds like the way that you described that was that there's something about being happy that frightens you. Yes, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: tell, yeah. Me, yeah. tell me if I'm going too deep here. No, no. no. It's, <laughs> it's kind of
0: interesting. 100... This, kind of, this has by far and away been... The most earnest of the episodes of this. <laughs> I told go. you I go to
1: earnest. No, week. no yeah, yeah, but no, the, I'm loving it.
0: The result of this is that um, <laughs> the entertainment value for this for the listener, everyone switched ju- off. No is, one's yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's <laughs> not just three of us now. It's not just you know he- hearing from one, you know wonderful Shane, um about ways you can help and solve problems in your life, mm. but also um, the. Visceral embarrassment <laughs> that Lewis and I are experiencing from being seen by a wise person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It truly really mortifies. But terrific. also, the, I,
2: see, this is the thing: embarrassment versus mm. vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, depends on how you frame it. They could be sort of similar things. Good old Brene Brown says mm. that vulnerability can't exist where shame does, or something like that. Mm. Okay,
0: yep, Yeah. Um, because yep. when you feel shame, you want to hide, and yeah. so you cannot be vulnerable because being
2: vulnerable means you're exposed on some level. And yeah. you're okay. both, like, storytellers, would you say?
0: No, I think, yeah, I
2: think i spitting on here and yeah. there. We love to chit-chat. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess, like, I feel like at the foundation of comedy is storytelling yeah, and connecting element. and yeah. bringing people in. And the thing that helped me get okay with the idea of vulnerability, because if, like, I was on Ripple's Drag Race Season 6, Ten years ago And I went in with this very um, impermeable exterior, I guess Which kind of matched my interior But it wasn't very relatable Mm. Because nobody wants to Mm. sort of connect with that Which is different to cynicism and whatnot Which is relatable But So then the sort of story producers kind of constructed this version of me That people could get on board with in some way Which kind of turned out to be like can I say cunt on the yeah, show? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Bit, of, bit of a cunt. Um, yeah. You're talking about yourself. I think yeah, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so through that process, I realised, and I'd heard people say it, but I didn't quite understand it personally, that in order to – I see myself as like a storyteller. I love – like what I do on stage is my favourite thing to do and cabaret and, and whatnot. Um, and in order to be relatable, I had to be vulnerable. Mm. And I had learnt to not – be vulnerable, but it didn't mean that I wasn't vulnerable. It was just that I was sort of charading this sort of idea of Uh perfection or goodness. Yeah, Yeah. And so I guess like like embarrassment, vulnerability, honesty, authenticity, you could sort of maybe see where they're on like a spectrum. Yep. Yep. And for me, sort of getting on board with like, okay, maybe being vulnerable isn't so horrible because it mm. allows people to connect with who I am and then I get to do the thing that I love more effectively.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Look, I hey. I think like, that's true. I think it's yeah. just like at the moment I feel like I'm not very, like I don't like to show people things until I'm good at them mm. and I don't yeah. feel like I'm good. I'm not, I'm not the best at vulnerability yet. <laughs> and so I don't want anyone to know. I don't want anyone to watch me try until I'm really good at it.
2: But uh, Showing people things that you're not good at would be. Be the definition of I vulnerability. Um, <laughs> <he's laughs> cool yeah, I right? yeah. yeah, I want to go away and work at it. Yeah. And come mm. back
1: on, and to this podcast. And you have to show that. people things that you're absolutely shit at. Yeah, I just mm. want people to be like, damn, he was so good at vulnerability. Hmm. Wasn't he amazing at it? <laughs> yeah, again, again, we don't have time to get into
0: what exactly what's going on there. <laughs> this exercise did remind me how much there is to be grateful for in my life, from the small things to the big things. And I think it was much harder than I expected to do it. But also once I sort of worked out some of the um, bumps along the way mm. and was able to be more focused in on specific things and honest things, it was um, ultimately quite helpful. But but I think key to that is having someone to debrief with about it. Mm. For me personally, mm. um, that has been the thing that is – um, been really useful because you are able to then understand what is behind the things you say you're grateful for, mm. you know? And um, that that has been really, really helpful. Mm. So I'd say, I'd say,
2: potential silver bullet from me. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And it's
1: obviously silver <laughs> bullet for you. You've been doing it for years. And yeah,
2: I do it on and off. And yeah. I certainly, I also find like if I find my mood dipping and I like, there's those things that I have that I know help me when I, my mood is dipping, like mm. my gratitude journal, exercise, mm. meditation, are probably my yeah. three. And usually I'm usually eating well or like mm. stop, Drinking alcohol or taking hard drugs that yeah. usually helps your mental mm. yeah. state, mm-hmm. but also ketamine
0: um, can't. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean now clinically
2: proven, yes, but yes. Look, I hey, think in a in a clinical setting, clinical setting, yeah, yeah, yeah. not <laughs> in the toilets at <laughs> Ark. Um, for example, for example. Yeah. Um, but did you find? Did either of you find that um, apart from what, what what was the positive? that you found was it a in the moment Mm. did you find in any way and i don't know whether two weeks is long enough or not but i find there's this like little like very nuanced thing that happens after i've been doing it for a few days where i just notice things in everyday life in a slightly different perspective you're on the lookout yeah because
0: you've and this is for my brain at least you think of the five things you write down as points almost and you get a if you get to five that's good oh, oh shut God. up i'm trying oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. and it's almost like i had gamified joy the yeah. joy and so i was on the lookout for stuff like i'm gonna i'm gonna journal I about that that's not ever
1: works but that i mean you're you're like living like mario looking
0: for coins <laughs> yeah, but, yeah ding, but in this ba-ding. instance the coins are a nice brownie or a moment with yeah. my partner or a phone call with my mom you know these are i think
2: this is valid i think that if you can find obviously if i get to 100 points i get another life i think you've got to work with your own brain (laughs) exactly Uh. thank you Thank you, Shane. Yeah, We're right. all it's limited. <laughs> we are all limited
0: by the prison of our physical existence, Lewis.
2: And I think there's something in that for all of us, really. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, wait, what, hang so, on. Don't you think yeah. that's true, though? No, like, I do. Don't th- I do. And it yes.
1: sounds like it sounds
0: like you um, got a lot of good coins this week. Like, <laughs> ding, ding, um, ding. So what's <laughs> the... Uh, so, all right. Oh, it's a potential silver bullet for me. It's definitely a silver bullet for Shane. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Lewis? I... <laughs> God, I think it is. I think
1: it is. I can see that. I could definitely mm. see. I think because in my mind, I was like, it's work mm. <laughs> this week. I oh, was like, sure. a little bit. I was like, Cause as in, so it, you
2: had to do it? Or yeah. You so resented it, doing it? It's
1: easier in... for me to make myself do things. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause um, cause like like if I'm just doing it job. to help myself. Yeah. I won't do it Yeah Right It's probably
2: linked to being afraid of happiness But continue (laughs) Okay, well We're running out of time (laughs) This is the end of our
1: podcast Um, I, yeah, honestly I think it might be like I am afraid of the person Like I meet people who are genuinely happy And there is a part of me that goes God, we're good for you And that seems amazing (laughs) But I, I've always been like, well, that's just not me. Mm. And uh, what if this turned me into that person? You know well, what right. if? Like, what would it, happen? Does it well, also then- make you feel like you've wasted 30 years of your life? I mean, <laughs> everything makes me think that. Okay, <laughs> my, my whole existence makes me think that. Um, I, I just think I'm like, I don't know what I'd be. I worry about what I'd be like as a positive person. You know what I mean? Well, I
2: guess like if you were a happy person, you, you can't know from where you are mm. What being a happy person is If you hadn't been one Mm. And the only way you can experience Is it by doing it And then when you get there I'm going to bring this full circle Here we go I'm going to bring this full circle When I talked about going to the gym And building muscles Uh I couldn't perceive what a the feeling or the the look of it was from the from the beginning and it wasn't until i started to do it and then i was able to make little decisions along the way and the person that i am now and the way that i feel about exercise and muscles and things like that is totally different to the person who perceived what I would feel like now. Sure,
0: going through mm. it has changed your ability to
1: judge the thing. Yeah. So look, I, I think it's a potential. I can see how it could be a silver bullet.
0: Yes. Um, but I refuse to put it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Courtney, act. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be wise with us this week and be <laughs> earnest with us. Wait, and can I ask a question? As well, oh, could we
2: write a gratitude journal now? Gosh, sure. Like Personally, okay. I could. I I am grateful for this fun. However many minutes we've talked to each other, like I've enjoyed this. This is something I'm grateful for today. Uh-huh. That's kind. I was eating a cheese croissant when mm-hmm. I came in. It was yeah. quite tasty. It I'd write good. that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weather today is lovely. It actually is surprising. I walked from King's Cross to to here at the ABC and uh-huh. I quite enjoyed the weather.
0: Mm-hmm. Um I had to, I dropped off my car this morning at the mechanic to to get a checkup on it or whatever. And I was thinking, oh God, I'm gonna have to get an Uber. To get into work now, and then I remembered we have a train system, and I caught the train. Huh. Thank you for public transport. Yeah, exactly. And I thank was like, you, Clover. And and the gates weren't working, so I didn't even tap on or ah. off. You know, oh just goodness. skip right through. Wow. Free
2: train ride. I mean, you know. Thank you for um, industrial action <laughs> yeah. leading to. I don't know
0: exactly why why they were free, but for whatever reason, they weren't they weren't checking tickets, and I didn't pay for a ticket today. Wow. Can we get number five on a list? Okay. Um...
1: <clears throat> what was good this morning? Um Nothing. No, I'm sure there was something. I No, I had like I had an okay morning. Sorry. You've caught you've taken me by surprise and I this doesn't come easily. Yeah, Lewis <laughs> needs
0: uh, the twenty-four hours notice for he has to be yeah, grateful yeah. To
1: something. No, I I mean I've enjoyed this. I i we've never met. No, we've never met. And I uh I feel like this is um I feel like I I want you to be my therapist a Aww. little bit. Yeah, just <laughs> um, yeah, friend a, first. Unqual- I unqualified. Yeah, yeah. Skip straight to therapist. I mean, if my therapist is listening. I think you're wonderful as well.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this has been very efficient. So you know, do better. You know,
0: um, it's Unethical therapy. That's because like, I'm completely like, unqualified. and I'm just
2: shooting my from the hip. Favorite kind. I've always wanted <laughs> yeah. her just to tell me what to do. Yeah. But yeah. She just won't.
0: Cowboy energy. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Pew, pew, pew.
1: Um, I. Uh, that was one. That was that. Does that, that, that count? was it. Does that, that is counts. that it? Yeah. We'll yeah. Oh, thank God! I'm so
0: <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> um, well, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, sharing with us your silver bullet of gratitude journaling.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a delight. I've been... enjoyed it immensely.
0: Okay, we can all relax now. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, <sighs> I'm going to go to Kmart and get my five dollar <laughs> journal. <laughs>
1: If you've enjoyed Silver Bullet, uh, thank you so much. Um, please feel free to um, write emails to the Prime Minister singing our praises. Uh, also, you could follow our Instagram hingers, which is at not. Hobber and
0: Hing Official. Mm -hmm. You can also find previous episodes on YouTube and everywhere else you find podcasts, including the ABC Listen app. Obviously, we think things sound better through the ABC Listen app. And if you'd like to recommend us a Silver Bullet of your own, please get in touch via email address, silverbullet at abc.net.au. And we'll see you next
2: week. Hey, I'm Sana Qadar, and I host a podcast called All in the Mind. And if you've ever wondered how our brains work, or why people behave the way they do, you'll love All in the Mind. It's a psychology podcast that explores everything from mental health to artificial intelligence, with topics like how our brains interpret fantasy novels, what psychological techniques scammers use,
0: and what it's like living with bipolar disorder – Find All In The Mind on the ABC Listen app.